Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey guys, it's me, Andrew. Recovery is doing pretty okay. I wanted to give a quick shout out to Nate Voodoo for that awesome comment on the podcast of Apple. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, thank you for the get wells. And to anybody who wrote and has been doing reviews, you guys are awesome. And uh, thank you so much for supporting this little tiny podcast that some people listen to, but I mean, it's still going because of you guys. So thank you again. Um, but from there on, SCPs. I'm going to be doing an episode on that and more conspiracy stuff and the readings as well and the uh, sorry, cryptic chronicles and that other one about the video games, like the horror video games. So hopefully they all turn out pretty good and you guys enjoy it. But thank you again and thank you, Nate Voodoo. You guys enjoy the show. Welcome back to Season 1 of Creepypasta Myths. I'm your host, Andrew. Please enjoy tonight's creepy reading. Let's begin. Stairs, written by Jack. In 1984, there lived an old widowed lady by herself in a two-story house who was completely immobile and bound to her wheelchair. Ever since the mysterious death of her husband, she required the aid of a carer who would visit her daily to help her with everyday tasks. What made it even more difficult was the fact that the two floors of the house were only connected by an old staircase inside. When the old lady needed to move between the two, the carer would have to carry her frail body like an infant up and down the stairs. One day the police received a call from the widow there had been a murder. Since police units were scarce at the time, the murderer had already fled the scene. Only one detective was sent out to conduct the initial crime scene report. He arrived to see the carer's body splayed out on the floor with her vocal cords ripped out in a pool of blood on the first level of the house, with the old lady atop the staircase in her wheelchair watching him, still and silently, seemingly in shock. He could immediately rule her out as a suspect due to her inability to move up and down the stairs. And because she was trapped up there, the time of the murder took place. It was a similar death to her husband many years ago, though, who had suffocated in his sleep on the couch downstairs. The detective put on his gloves, took photos, swabbed for evidence, and covered the body until the coroner arrived later on that day. All routine business. He scoped the house downstairs for any clues, then asked the old lady if he could look upstairs. She insisted that she was upstairs the whole time and no one apart from her had been there all day. But regardless of that, the detective ascended the staircase to which she hesitantly moved aside. Beyond the staircase, there was a narrow corridor with three closed doors alongside it. He checked behind each of the doors 
The empty bedroom. Nothing. The bathroom. Nothing. He became anxious as he slowly made his way to the final bedroom, where the old lady slept. He opened it and everything looked normal. A bed, a wardrobe, a bedside table with a lamp. He checked every wall of the room in horror, as it was not what he discovered, but it was what he didn't discover that made him stop dead in his tracks and slowly reach for his gun on his holster. It was a detail so minor that they had completely overlooked it on the last investigation of the husband's death. There was no phone upstairs. He suddenly heard a noise as he withdrew his gun and rushed out the room, only to find an empty wheelchair atop the stairs.